You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The views and opinions expressed by Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Professor Charles Porterfield and Hoodoo is my business. Well, what a week, what a week we have had here since we last sat down to talk. Old Man Winter was not quite through with Texas, so he blew his raggedy ass old bottom back in and brought us down in the temperatures and then decided to slide back on out and of course as he left that meant we had thunderstorms and lightning and rain and a lot of very serious hail that we dodged here Uh, by just a few scant miles, but it seriously hit uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Irving, etc., and folks were putting up pictures 
all on social media, looked like they had yards full of snow, is how much hail there was. And a fair amount of damage uh, to some roofs and to some cars. And we hope everyone got through it safely. And those who had some damage will be able to take care of it with ease. Otherwise, very little has happened here of a tremendous, strange ecological importance, but I am happy to tell you that we are still uh, gearing up, getting all our ducks in a row, all our eggs in one basket for this year's 2016 Hoodoo Heritage Festival. That's going to be the ninth annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And it's going to be, of course, as it is every year, in beautiful Forestville, California, right there on the grounds of Lucky Mojo. And I want to tell you, folks, don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait until the ticket prices go up. You can still get in and get your tickets tonight, tomorrow, for a smaller price, and come out to Forestville and enjoy the festival with us. It is going to be an amazing time. We're going to see a lot of regulars there from the LMC Radio Network, including Candelo Cambisa of Candelo's Corner and Beverly Smith of In the Streets with Beverly Smith. Both of them are going to be sitting in on the panel discussion workshop for spells and spiritual work for social justice. You'll also be able to see Miss Catherine Ironwood from the Hoodoo, uh, Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour here on the LMC Radio Network. She's going to be there with a workshop around her book, which is a re-release of a very old classic book. This is a book, perhaps the first book ever to be sold about the topic of hoodoo that was not a scholarly book, not an anthropological book, that was expressly sold in candle shops, and that is Louis de Claremont's uh, Legends of Incense, Herbs, and Roots. And let me just tell you, it's a fantastic book, and it has been difficult to find a decent copy of this book for, well, a generation almost. And Miss Cat and all the wonderful crew, including Gray Townsend, our wonderful uh, artist and uh, uh, book cover producer, have gone in and they have cleaned this book up. They have made it just sterling, just absolutely snap. And she's going to be talking about that book and the history of it and similar books. And you're also going to be able to get, if you buy a ticket to the festival, you will receive that book free. We're also going to see there Andrea Weston. That's right, our own Andrea Weston from Liquid Libations here on the LMC Radio Network. She's going to be there. She's going to be teaching a workshop about domestic hoodoo, hoodoo in the home. And she's also going to be a part 
of the fantastic opening ceremony. And if you were there last year and you saw the fantastic opening ceremony that she helped put together, you know this one's going to be just as good, if not better. But wait, there's more. The Reverend John St. Germain from the Crystal Silence League Hour, here also on the LMC Radio Network, is going to be doing a workshop on his new book about crystals and gemstones and their use in magic, healing, meditation, you name it. This man's an expert on the topic, as you well know if you listen to the Crystal Silence League every week, and he's going to be there. You will also receive his book free, again, for the cost of your ticket. Wait, I'm not done yet. Don't for a second think it's only going to be the folks from the LMC Radio Network. David Shee, a fantastic individual, scholarly, intelligent with a wonderful background in East Asian, North Asian, and uh, Mongolian and Manchurian, excuse me, Manchurian shamanism and magic. His family is actually from the area. He has written wonderful book. He is going to be doing a workshop on his book, and you receive that book free as well. Oh, yes. We're also going to have noted fairly well-known textile artist, uh, former member of the board of the American Quilt Museum, uh, Gabrielle Swain, who's going to be there, and she's going to be talking about textiles and sewing in hoodoo, and she's going to, I believe, be displaying one of her award-winning quilts out there that you're going to be able to see. She's going to be teaching her class, and so much more. Miss Robin, one of the best hoodoo practitioners that I know. Oakland, California, is with us every year. She's going to be there. She's going to be teaching a class on curios and lucky tokens. You don't want to miss that. Cast Excelsior, my good friend and an amazing worker as well, is going to be teaching a class on using uh, – well, I don't know quite how to describe it. You really need to come and see this. It's going to be about using bones and other, quote, necromantic materials, the uh, parts of animals, etc., in your work. Michelle Jackson, the author of Bone Shells and Curios, is going to be there with a follow-up to her previous workshop, on bone reading, this is going to be a slightly more advanced class on bone reading. She's going to be teaching that. And the place is going to be packed with some of the finest workers in many different spiritual paths that you can imagine. Also, they're going to drag my silly butt in there as well to MC the event. And I will be releasing my new book on the sporting life. Uh, in Hoodoo, which covers the world of the prostitute, the pimp, the gambler, folks in the LGBT community, uh, people who run clubs, people who run brothels, people who run casinos, as well as those who deal in, well, how shall we put this, selling illegal goods. And I'm going to be releasing that book. This book has over 100 different spells and recipes in it, and I'll be teaching a class on it. 
and you'll receive that book free as well. That and so much more, plus a presenter's dinner that you can buy tickets to go to the presenter's dinner in Hobnob, get up close and personal with all these folks we've been talking about, a fabulous reader's tent with more readers than you can shake a stick at, where you'll be able to get readings in, oh, just perhaps half a dozen or more different styles of divination. We're going to have two uh, certified massage therapists there. You'll be able to get massages. There's also going to be a free continental breakfast every day and a free little lunch, Southern-style lunch each day. Madam Pamita is going to be there to provide entertainment during lunch. But wait, she's also teaching a class on teas and tisanes, and you'll be able to see her and take her class as well. So much is going on. Do not wait. Go. Get your ticket now while it's still cheap, and come on out. I'll be so happy to see you there. Well, now that I've said all that, and wasn't that a mouthful, uh, I will tell you that uh, the – Update that we've done here on the Now You Know show with the new segments has been uh, received very well. Uh, however, we did get some letters. Oh, yeah, we had some letters. We got some phone calls. And folks were not happy that we cut out the card of the week segment from the Lucky Numbers. So, so be it. The fans have spoken. It'll be back this week. But before we get to any of that, plus, a special interview tonight. But before we get to any of that, let's go over to the LMC Radio Newsroom, where our own Wink Winkerson is standing by with the news. Take it away, Wink. Good evening. This is Wink Winkerson reporting. Today is Thursday, March 24th, the 84th day of 2016. There are 88 days until summer begins and 282 days left in the year. Tomorrow will be an auspicious day to can fruits and vegetables, mow to slow growth, prune trees, go hunting, jar jams and jellies, and slaughter. The 25th through the 27th is a good time to start seed beds, good days for transporting and transplanting plants, and an excellent time for planting root crops that can be planted in this time of year. It is also good days for leafy vegetables. The 25th through the 26th will be excellent days for evening fishing. Tonight's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1958 when rock and roll singer Elvis Presley was inducted into the army in Memphis, Tennessee. Also on this date in 1832, a mob in Hiram, Ohio attacked, tarred, and feathered Mormon leaders Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon. In 1913, New York's Palace Theater, the legendary home of vaudeville, opened on Broadway. In 1934, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a bill granting future independence to the Philippines. 
1955. I'm sorry, folks. That, uh, I'll repeat that. In 1955, the Tennessee Williams play, The Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, opened on Broadway. In 1975, Muhammad Ali defeated Chuck Wetner with a technical knockout in the 15th round of a fight in Richfield, Ohio. Wetner, a journeyman known as the Bayonne Bleeder, inspired Sylvester Stallone to make his Rocky films. In 1989, the super tanker, the Exxon Valdez, ran aground on a reef in Alaska's Prince William Sound and began leaking an estimated 11 million gallons of crude oil. In 1995, after 20 years, British soldiers stopped routine patrols in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And finally, in 1999, NATO launched airstrikes against Yugoslavia, marking the first time in its 50-year existence that it had ever attacked a sovereign country. Today's LMC birthday greetings go out to poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti, who is 97 years old. Fashion and costume designer Bob Mackey is 77. Actor R. Lee Ermey is 72. Movie director Curtis Hansen is 71. Rock musician Lee Oscar, 68. Singer Nick Lowe, 67. Rock musician Doogie Thompson of Supertramp, 65. Comedian Louis Anderson, 63. Actor Robert Carradine is 62. Actress Kelly LeBrock, 56. TV personality Star Jones, 54. Actor Peter Jacobson, 51. Actress Lauren Bowles, 46. Actress Megan Price, 45. And actress Lake Bell is 37. Our thought for today comes from... American author F. Scott Fitzgerald, born 1896, died 1940, who said, quote, Either you think, or else others have to think for you and take power from you, pervert and discipline your natural tastes, civilize and sterilize you, end quote. This has been the news from the LMC Radio Newsroom, and we now turn you over to Professor Porterfield and the Lucky Numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition, or even me. Table with 13 dishes It will make me Make you please Haven't seen Hey, that's mommy Yeah, yeah man Well, okay Put my trunk in goo for duck Cause you know some days May bring you a seven Or maybe a lucky 11 Oh, that's usually in heaven Lucky number for me Yeah And you need not just trust in goofer dust like the Nicholas Brothers because we have got the lucky numbers for you here each 
and every week. Whether you use them uh, well to pick out a lucky horse, take a bet on the wheel, do some bolito, or whatever, we've got them for you. And this week's lucky numbers come to us from ProfessorPorterfield.com. Why not stop on by and take a look there? And they are 18, 30, 38, 46, and 58. Once again, those lucky numbers for this week are 18, 20, 30, 38, 46, and 58. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 161. That's 161. 387. That's 387. And 754. That's 754. Back by popular demand, the card of the week this week is the King of Hearts, the Kind Father. This week we see a time when it is profitable to seek counsel from elders, particularly male elders. This is a good week to consider your actions and your place in life as it relates both to those above you as well as those below you. Take care against being harsh and rigid this week, as well as being unkind or lacking in understanding. Remember, our week here on the Now You Know Show runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know Show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, <laughs> remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, it's cooking with Miss Loretta. Well, actually, it's something a little special this week. <laughs> Banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Give with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Try a tomato plate, too. Here's cacciatore, Dory. Taste the bologna, Tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hello, folks. This is Professor Porterfield. Normally, at this point in time in the show, Miss Loretta would be coming in to give us some fabulous recipe uh, that we would take home with us uh, each and every week. But this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We've had a letter sent in to us, and in this letter, we were asked if we would tell a little bit more about Miss Loretta. The Mufti household wrote to us and said that they were interested in knowing a little bit more about Miss Loretta, where she comes from, her family, her background, etc. So we're going to take a few moments to talk to your friend and mine, Miss Loretta Evans, this evening. Miss Loretta, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Professor Porterfield. Oh, thank you so much for asking. I'm, uh, 
I'm just so taken aback by this. I don't. I never imagined that anybody would want to know about little old me. But I, I'm happy to talk about it if that's what the folks want to hear. Well, it is something that uh, people are interested in, and I I don't think that should come as any surprise. You're fascinating. A person. Thank you. I don't. I don't know how fascinating I am, but thank you so much for that. Well, we love you here, Miss Loretta, and so people have been asking questions about you, and so we thought we would just see how many we could answer in a in a short period of time, as it were. And so we have prepared a series of questions. Here we had uh, Wink Winkerson over in the newsroom prepare these questions. Oh, I just love him. He's such a fine gentleman. Yeah, he's a good guy. And so here, let's start off. First of all, each and every week, uh, we hear and announce that you are uh, here with us from the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas. So could you tell us a little bit about that and what that means? Oh, I'd be happy to, Professor. Yes, um, I'm from Quimby, Texas, and it is a, a, a rather small little town here in, in Texas. It's located in Wise County, and um, well, back in the uh, 1950s, in 1955, the First Baptist Church of Quimby split off into the First and Second Baptist Church is, as it were, the First and Second Baptist Churches of Quimby, Texas there. And uh, that was because of a, a small fallout that happened in the church, as well as the fact that the original building that housed the First Church there off of uh, Main Street had gotten a little too small for the congregation. And so uh, the churches did divide into the first and the second Baptist churches. However, that uh, did not last uh, too terribly long. And in fact, in 1960, uh, the second Baptist church burnt down after a terrible lightning storm there in Quimby. And all old ills having been settled, they just moved back into um the First Baptist Church, which we had built a new building in the meantime, and all things were put aside except they did not want to give up their name. And so we just combined and became the First and Second Baptist Church, and we're still there, right there on Main Street uh, across from Sycamore. And that's where we are, and uh, I work with the church a lot. I'm a member of the Ladies Auxiliary, and uh, we do a lot of uh, cooking there and a lot of those sorts of things and a lot of community outreach in Quimby. I see. Well, that that's fascinating. And and you are a member of the Ladies Auxiliary there, and you do, uh, as you said, you do community work. Could you tell us a little bit about your family? You mention your family uh, on the show each and every week. Uh, when you uh, give us those wonderful recipes. Tell us a little bit about uh, Miss Loretta Evans and her family. Oh, well, all right. I'd be happy to. Um, I am a widow. I was uh, married uh, for um, 20 beautiful years to my husband, H.R., and... um, 
Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He was killed um, quite some time ago now uh, in a a terrible uh, kind of a freak accident. Uh, There was a tornado uh, that came near Quimby and did pass over um, his mother's house. And he had been visiting his mother uh, on that day. And uh, she had uh, gone, this, this, of course, is uh, uh, Mrs. Evans. My, my mother-in-law, and um, HR was taking a bath, and he wouldn't get out of the bathtub. He had been working that day. He'd been out mowing uh, back there uh, behind Mama Evans' property, and he wanted to get cleaned up, and so he was taking a bath, and uh, the storm came up, and Mama Evans told him to come get out of that bathtub, and he wouldn't, and she went down to the storm cellar, and, well, that tornado came along, and it hit uh, Mama Evans' house, and it picked HR up uh, in the bathtub and uh, carried him and the bathtub. He was seen uh, throughout various parts of the of the locale. He, actually, at one point, they saw him in Bridgeport, Texas, still in the bathtub, uh, and he was alive at the time. But uh, later, when they found the bathtub and HR, he was he was no longer living, and uh, I miss him. But I have my pets and my parakeets. I have also have three grown children. I have two daughters and a son. Uh, HR Junior, uh, who most folk around here just call him HRJR, and uh, HRJR is a coach. He's basketball coach here at uh, the Quimby High School, and uh, both of my daughters are married. One lives in Galveston, Texas, and we don't see her as much as we would like, and uh, my other daughter lives in Wyoming, and uh, her and her husband are up there in Wyoming, and uh, they uh, actually have an emu ranch. It didn't quite work out. Uh, I think they're have finally decided to go to cattle, but her husband can't be told nothing. He thought emus would do fine. I told him they wouldn't. And uh, uh, I have uh, five grandchildren, and I enjoy them so much. And when we do all get together, uh, of course we cook. And uh, let me see. I'm so I'm so embarrassed. I just don't like talking about myself. I just don't know what to say. Um, I have three sisters, and we are all uh, within a, a year to 18 months apart of each other. And so uh, at one point in time, a lot of folks in Quimby, when we were little, uh, thought that we were two sets of twins. Uh, but we're not, and we don't really have any twins in our family, but we my mama got a, a a kind of a giggle out of that. I see. And so you have three sisters. You are a, a widow. I'm, I'm sorry. To, now, so your husband was Mr. Evans. Um, what would, Before you married him, what was your maiden name? Oh, I can't believe y'all interested in all this stuff. Yes, uh, my husband was Evans, and that's where my the Evans comes from. My maiden name was, <laughs> oh my goodness, my maiden name was Lowell, Loretta Lowell, and my middle name is Lorelai, my mama. 
my mama kind of had a thing about that, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yes, that is true. I have four sisters. I, I had an older brother. He was much older than I and my sisters. But we don't. We don't talk about brother much anymore. Um, we just kind of got in the habit of not talking about brother because it upset Mama. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, sorry to hear that. I didn't mean to bring anything up. May I? Uh, I don't mean to offend you. May I ask why? Why you don't discuss your brother much, or why your mother didn't care to have your brother discussed very much? Well, I, I don't know if it's exactly. Um, conversation for radio but my brother is um my brother's five years older than i am i actually he's almost six years older tell the truth and um well brother brother went off to uh california and uh he's had a very successful career there and uh, i have all his uh, records I'm sorry. Did you say records? You have you have, your brother's uh, a a recorded artist. Oh yes, yes. My brother um, brother is a recorded artist. Uh, he uh, uh, um, well, <laughs> goodness, this is well. You know what? You know, Mama's been gone a long time, and I don't I don't really care if I upset my sisters about this. You know, I'm on the radio now too. And so I want to give a shout-out to my brother uh, because I don't care, and I always loved brother. And uh, my brother uh, has recorded uh, a, a few songs and has this wonderful stage act that he does in San Francisco. And he does that under the name of Bubbles Latour. And uh, he's just wonderful. You know, he is just wonderful. I made HR take us out there one year to to see brother, and uh, uh, HR didn't particularly like it, and I don't care. Uh, but uh, brother's fantastic. He does this entire routine. Uh, he does all these costume changes, and he comes out. He does everybody. I mean, he does everybody he does lulu he does share and i gotta tell you at a distance at a distance if i would say maybe oh 15 25 feet you cannot tell the difference between brother and share when he's doing share and he does her so perfectly and so brother brother left uh brother left Quimby he because he was always kind of a little different and he went and sought his fame and his fortune in San Francisco California and I am happy to say that he is uh, very successful and very happy and I just want you Bubba I love you if you ever listen to the LMC radio network I'm sure you don't I bet I bet we're so country for you but uh I love you Bubba well, that that's incredible, and that's very sweet. And so, yeah, let's let's give a shout out if you're ever in uh, uh, San Francisco and you happen to be able to catch uh, Bubbles Latour's uh, act. Apparently, it's incredible. Uh, tell them Miss Loretta sent you. Well, Miss Loretta, we want to thank you so much for taking a little time uh, to talk to us about yourself. And I know this has been sort of grueling for you. 
Uh, I got to tell you, folks, she's about the color of an apple right now. She's so embarrassed with this, but she was a good sport and talked to us. Is there any last few things you'd like to say before we go, Miss Loretta? Oh, th thank you. You embarrassed me more by telling folks I was embarrassed. I'm going to get you for that. Um, I would like to say that no matter where you are and no matter what circumstances you are in, that uh, home is where your heart is. And don't let anyone ever take that away from you. And when you do gather together, uh, no matter what your quarrels and no matter what your little fights may be, uh, the best place to gather together is in the kitchen. And y'all just gather together in peace and love and cook you up something together and sit and break bread. And uh, just for a moment, you can put all your troubles aside. And I'm so thankful to have had this opportunity uh, to be on LMC. I never thought I'd end up doing nothing like this. Boy, if HR could see me now. And uh, I want to thank you, Professor, for giving me my first chance in radio. And I want to thank everybody at the LMC Radio Network. And I want to thank all the wonderful people at Lucky Mojo. I'm going to try to be out there at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. I can't wait to meet Miss Cat. We're going to have us a fine time. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Miss Loretta. And that is our own Miss Loretta Evans from the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas. We appreciate you here so much. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Up next, the professor's pontification. This week, we could all do with a little shelter.
Oh, yes, and that is, of course, the Rolling Stones with Gimme Shelter. And we have our first Name It and Claim It winner of the evening, Gia. She got it. That's right, darling. That's the Rolling Stones with Gimme Shelter. And so you get the first cookie of the evening. Welcome to the Professor's Pontification. As you may know, last week we began our new set of pontifications. This is the fourth series of pontifications that we have uh, done here on the show. Uh, This is, by the way, uh, our 60th episode of uh, the Now You Know Show, not including... Uh, our Halloween specials, uh, Christmas specials, uh, New Year's Eve specials, and the occasional rebroadcast. So we have been here for more than 60 weeks, but this is our 60th show. And in this series of pontifications, we are starting to address issues that move a bit beyond the essential issues of hoodoo and conjure and starting to branch out here into things that concern the individual practitioner. And last week we talked about the need to have something else in your life besides simply a spiritual practice and have relaxation. This week, I'm going to warn you, I have got a brand new box of matches. Want to hear them? That's them right there. And I plan tonight to take these little matches and I am going to start a fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. So hold on to your seats. I'm going to talk some stuff tonight. And I locked the door to the studio before I came in here so the kid can't get in and say, what's this got to do with hoodoo? Uh, I locked the door so they couldn't come in here and drag me out because tonight's going to be serious. Tonight's topic is that we all need a little shelter. Each and every week on the LMC radio network, my good friend, And dear sister, Beverly Smith has a show called In the Streets. If you're not listening to it, you need to. I don't care if you listen to it live. I don't care if you listen to it in the archives. I don't care if you listen to it directly on your computer, your iPod, uh, through iTunes, or whatever the hell else way you get a hold of it. You need to listen to it. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you what this has to do with the fact that we all need some shelter. I got news for you. I know that I'm not over in the LMC newsroom right now. But if you want, you can start the ticker tape sound in your head. Here's the news. The news is that if we don't all start standing together, we're all going to get our asses wiped out. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down on a piece of paper. Put it in an envelope. Mail it to me. I'll sign it. Mail it back to you. 
take that piece of paper, bring it to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, I'll sign it and date it in front of you. To quote Benjamin Franklin, gentlemen, if we do not hang together, surely we shall hang separately. Now, there are going to be some people who are going to inevitably say, what the hell has this got to do with hoodoo? Why are you wasting time on this? And before I get any deeper on it, I want to address that. I got some letters this week. And a couple of these letters that I got <coughs> asked me a couple of questions. One of these uh, folks that sent me a letter, I'm not going to name them because that just wouldn't be kind, said to me, uh, you know, I like the show, and you got a lot of nice information in there. I take notes and write it all down, but the show's awful damn silly. You spend a lot of time making silly voices, doing little skits, playing a lot of music, doing all these funny voices, this, that, and the other thing. Maybe you could tone that down a little bit and get into some more music. Uh, excuse me, getting just more hoodoo, I should say. Less music, more hoodoo. Less silliness, more hoodoo. More information. And I want to put this as politely to the writer as I can. No. No. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to sit down and try to figure out how to pack every minute of this show with information solely about hoodoo and conjure and root work for you. If you want that, we have a plethora of shows. We have a plethora of shows. Seriously, you need to tune in every Sunday to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour. That show is a powerhouse of information. Information, readings, free spell, it's got it all. Fantastic show. Longest running show in the universe on Conjure, Hoodoo, and Root Work and ancillary issues and admixture issues. Check it out. If you want to know about what's going on inside not only the Afro-Caribbean magical and spiritual practice, as well as spiritualities that intersect with them, Monday nights, you need to be listening to Candela's Corner. If you want to be listening about prayer and meditation and the use of crystals, you need to be listening to the Crystal Silence League. If you need poetry to uplift your soul, you need to be listening to Liquid Libations. But I want to tell you something right now. In the streets and the Now You Know show are two sides of a coin. They're two sides of a damn coin. My sister Beverly Smith brings you the truth each and every week, and it's raw, and it hurts. But you got to be able to hear it. you got to know. You need to know. You can't keep your head buried in the sand. I'm here to kind of do the same thing and teach you something but I'm doing it with a little humor. We just, we just, those two masks you see up on the wall, the, the, you know, that's all. The other letter that I received said pretty much the same thing. I like the show, but sometimes you get a little too political. Can you stop? I'm going to try to answer that again, as nicely as I can to the writer. No, no, I can't because spirituality cannot exist in a goddamn vacuum. It just can't. I mean, I suppose it can. I suppose you can go out in the field with a mason jar, and you can catch a cricket, 
and you can lock that cricket up in a mason jar, not poke any holes in it, and then be all wondering why that cricket died because it didn't have no food, no air, or nothing else. Okay? And in the end, that's what's going to happen if you lock your spirituality up in a mason jar away from the rest of the world. What's that got to do with shelter? Well, I'll tell you what that's got to do with shelter. We have got to start hanging together. We have got to start giving shelter to each other. And specifically, I'm going to say something I've said on this show before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to say it till they drag me out, boots first, out of this studio. If you are not prepared as a person who practices hoodoo, who utilizes hoodoo, that stuff, conjure, roots, root working, all that, you can put whatever name you want on it. And you are utilizing it, you are using it, and particularly, goddammit, if you're making a dollar off it, and there ain't no sin in making a dollar, and you are not prepared to lend some, at least some, for God's sakes, at least some of your energy, your work, your spirituality, your support, your voice, and your shelter to, first and foremost, African Americans in the United States of America, then you need to stop practicing hoodoo. There are other things for you to practice. There's other things for you to practice. Go practice something else. I'm not telling you get the fuck out. I'm not kicking your ass out the door. First of all, I don't have the power to do that. If I did have the power to do that, I wouldn't do that because then I'm just some other establishment creep trying to enforce my will on people. I'm trying to talk truth to you. Go do something else. There's a plenty big world full of other things. But if you're going to be in here, you need to lend your energy, your time, your work, your voice, your support, and some shelter to African Americans in this country who are still, oh, fuck. God's sake, still fighting for freedom and equality. And what do I mean by freedom and equality? I mean every goddamn thing, socially, economically, within the justice system, within the workplace, within housing, within opportunity, within education, the whole nine yards. Now, some folks say, well, racism would go away if you don't bring it up. You just stir it up. Every time you bring it up, Professor Porterfield, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. You're part of the reason that there is racism. If we'd all just shh, 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 quiet, 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 it'd all go away. Well, the next time you come down with a serious goddamn disease, I don't know what, you know, something bad, plague, man, bubonic plague, whatever it is that you come down with, just tell me how keeping your mouth shut about it and not doing anything about it works out for you. Write me a long letter from your sickbed about how you feeling fine because you refuse to go to the doctor, refuse to take medicine, refuse to open your mouth about it. Nobody else is going to talk about it, and nobody else is ever going to let it happen. Okay? Tell me how fast you get better. You might get better. Your own body might survive it. Just somehow, miracle, whatever. 
but you're going to be sick a long time. So no, us talking about it is not us being sick. Next up, because hoodoo is quintessentially American. Once again, you can write that down on a piece of paper and bring it to me, mail it to me, I'll sign it. Quintessentially American. Hoodoo's like jazz. Hoodoo's like gumbo. It couldn't exist anywhere else because it has this base, and the base comes from Africa and is part of the African-American experience. And then added to that are admixtures. And so now I'm going to address that. If you're involved in hoodoo, if you're going to be involved in hoodoo, and you want to be a part of that, then you need to, again, lend your voice, your power, your work. You need to stand up for, and you need to give some shelter to Native Americans in this goddamn country. Okay, seriously. Seriously. Absolutely seriously. Because if you are aware of the terrible plight that African Americans have in this country, now let me show you something that will, <laughs> wow, this will really open your goddamn eyes. Go look at what's going on with your Native American brothers and sisters. Okay? You got to be involved in that too. And their struggle for their freedoms and their equality that's still going on. Okay? Still going on. So you need to be involved in that. Right there. Next, oh yeah, there's more. Next, I'm going to tell you that you need to be involved with your strength, your work, your voice, your power, and given shelter to keeping to keeping the church clean. What do I mean by that? I primarily mean by that the American Protestant Christian Church. Does that mean I'm writing some sort of blank check for everybody else? Oh, the Catholics can go do whatever they want. No. But again, I'm talking about hoodoo. And that church is part of hoodoo. And therefore, you need to be involved in making sure that church stays clean. You must unify and get these redefining, lying, evangelical dominionists, these seven mountain assholes, out of there. Because they are selling 50 pounds of hogwash in a five-pound bag. Okay? They are turning things around. They are active agents of oppression and evil and trickery. So you have a responsibility to stand up for that too. I've said all of this on the show before, a little piece here, a little piece there. Right now I'm saying it all together. I'm going to go further and really put my goddamn neck out. Here goes my neck onto the chopping block. If you're involved in hoodoo, conjure, etc., you also need to lend your voice, your support, your power, your work to helping and giving shelter to Jews who are struggling in America, American Jews who are struggling as well, many of whom, more than you would care to believe, who live in absolute poverty, many of whom who are facing 
anti-Semitism every goddamn day. They're a part of hoodoo too. Oh yeah, I just went there. I may have just signed my own goddamn warrant on myself by saying that, but I said it. You cannot pick and choose the ingredients out of the pot of gumbo. You cannot say, I love okra, and I just think okra is the best, and that's all I'm going to put in my gumbo is okra, and still call it gumbo. It ain't gumbo anymore. It's a pot of okra. Ain't nothing wrong with a pot of okra, but it ain't gumbo. You can't say, I love the wine. I love the wine in gumbo. I'm going to take the wine. That's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to cook with is the wine. That's a bottle of wine. I love the roux. Well, that's, that's flour and butter, for fuck's sake. Okay? you halfway away from every basic gravy recipe in the goddamn world. But that ain't gumbo. Okay? You cannot pick and choose. And if you're going to come into hoodoo, you need to honor all of those ancestors who were involved in it. All of them. Not pick and choose. And I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm going to put my head right down on the chopping block again. I'm really going to piss some people off. Here we go. Write this one down, because I'll sign it. Fuck the ancestors. Oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, I said that. I said, fuck the ancestors. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Some of you all are so busy running around honoring ancestors, praying to ancestors, holding ancestors up, that you forgot about the goddamn grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. Don't talk to me about honoring one goddamn ancestor if you're not prepared to help out the generations of those ancestors. If you're not prepared to help the people that came from those ancestors... I question your ancestral honoring. If you're not prepared, A, the great-great-grandchildren, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, the children of those ancestors, then get the fuck away from those ancestors, even if they're your goddamn ancestors, because you don't really give a shit. I'm sick and tired of everybody saying, let's hold up the past. Glory, glory to the past. Let's all sing holy, holy to the past and let people live in fucking poverty, drink goddamn poison water, not have no goddamn jobs, not be able to get no goddamn loans to open businesses, to be able to buy houses, to have their land taken away from them, to be herded onto goddamn reservations, to be called red skin, to have rocks thrown at them, to walk down the goddamn street and have people say, hey, kike, to them, etc., 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 while they're busy honoring the ancestors. If that's the cost of honoring the ancestors, the ancestors can kiss my ass. Now, right about now, some people think I should probably be afraid because there's a whole bunch of ancestors getting ready to take me down. No, there's not. There's a whole bunch of ancestors behind me with the goddamn arms folded over the chest going, mm-hmm. Because I'm not actually talking against them. I'm saying how dare you devalue their struggle by letting their generations fucking suffer 
and then go and honor them. Since I'm getting real comfortable with my head laying on the chopping block, I'm going to go even further. Fuck God and fuck Jesus. Let me tell you what I mean by that. If you're going to fucking honor God and you're going to honor Jesus, but you're not going to follow the teachings and the principles of Jesus, you're going to twist Jesus' words around, you're going to let everybody sit in fucking starvation and poverty, you're going to walk by your brothers and sisters homeless in the fucking streets and not do a goddamn thing for them, and then you're going to go to church on Sunday and hold your head up and praise Jesus, still your tongue. Still your tongue. If you're going to work with Elijah and Moses and the staff of Aaron, and you want to do all this uh, uh, cabalistic this, cabalistic that, and wear little red cords around your goddamn wrists and use all these Solomonic seals, but you could give two good fucks what happens to Jews, take your ass home. Take your ass home. Right now, there's some people thinking God and Jesus is getting ready to strike me down. Uh-uh. They're probably going, well, you're cussing an awful lot. I wouldn't have quite put it that way. And here's the thing. We have got to stop being fucking hypocrites in this fucking society. Because the clock is fucking ticking. Let me tell you something. I want you to look at the four main candidates that are currently running for president of the United States. I'm not talking about all these little ancillary, whatever, there's some guy over here who's got two votes in one state. I'm talking about the four main candidates. I'm talking about Sanders, Clinton, Cruz, and Trump. I want you to go and look at them. Do you realize that these four people represent the basic four divisions of a square of political analysis? You know, like when you make a little chart and you say, okay, I'm going to make a chart. And it's going to chart, uh, you know, a political uh, where how policy works, and you'll be able to take this test. And it will make a little dot on the chart, and it will show you where you are. Do you realize that these four people represent the almost perfectly represent the four walls of that goddamn chart? Now step back and think about that a minute. You live right now in a country that is gearing up to tear its guts open across the hard rocks. Somebody's got to win. There ain't going to be no president. Somebody is going to win. One of these four. Either legitimately, by chicanery, by whatever, somebody's going to win. What's going to happen to the other three-fourths? You are standing on the edge of the precipice with your head leaning out into the wind. We have got to start giving each other shelter. We have got to start giving each other shelter. Now, since I'm in a mood to keep my head on the chopping block, I'm going to keep it there. I'm now going to address another side. Here's another side. Ready? All of you who are activists, all of you who are revolutionaries, 
all of you who are trying to make a change, when your revolution and your activism loses the ability to speak to people, when you would rather say fuck you to the people that are trying to understand than have them in your revolution, you're doomed to goddamn failure. And you're starting to slip off into the corner of being like everybody the fuck else. You want a revolution? It better include fucking everybody. You want to make change? It better include fucking everybody. Because if it's just for a few, then it ain't no goddamn revolution. It's just fucking junta. Now that's a hard fucking truth. I just made some enemies by saying that. We all know who's on the other side. We all know these hating, killing assholes. We all know that. We know these people have gotten to a point where it's outrageous. It's outrageous. For fuck's sake, I was a goddamn assassination baby. I was born the year Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were both killed. I was born the year of the Democratic riot outside the Democratic campaign in Chicago. And here my ass is having to live with these KKK motherfuckers wandering around, these people not lending aid to people who are hurt, these people fucking saying somebody's stealing their goddamn job, wanting to build giant-ass walls like they're trying to keep the goddamn what Mongols out of fucking Han, China, these motherfuckers blaming everybody, these motherfuckers saying every Muslim's got to die, these motherfuckers saying everybody's brown's got to die, everybody's Latino got to die. oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to take care of it, we're going to make America great again. You're going to make America great again? When the fuck was it great exactly? Great for who? Oh, yeah, America has been great. You're absolutely right. America's been great. America's been great for white, heterosexual, Christian males. Is that what you mean? We going to go back to that? We going to go back to that? Good luck over my goddamn dead body. Now, am I saying burn, baby, burn? No, I'm not saying burn, baby, burn. I'm the last motherfucker to say burn, baby, burn. I'm saying build, baby, build. We have got to give each other shelter. And I mean across the board. And we have got to welcome each other into our revolutions, whatever they are, our change. We've got to. Listen up, all you Jews. Listen up. Listen up. I'm calling you out because I know some of y'all. I'm around you. I'm one of you. Some of you goddamn racists died in the wool, motherfucking racists, and you need to fucking stop. I'm talking to you right now, my Jewish brothers and sisters. You need to stop that bullshit. If you think you're ever going to get to sit at the big table, you're wrong. You already had to go and build your own table to sit at. And because you built your own table, the ones with the other table hate you. The other people don't get to sit at that table hate you. And everybody thinks you somehow control all the tables in the world. You need to stop. You need to stop. Right now. Tonight. My black brothers and sisters, some of y'all anti-Semites. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you fucking are. I know you are. I've been there. If your revolution can't include me, why the fuck would I join it? I'm serious. 
We have got to give each other shelter. We have got to give each other shelter. And this just ain't about people of color and Jews. This is about all of us. We got to pull together or we're going to be pulled apart. You don't have to like what I say, but at least consider it for a moment. At least consider it for a moment because, again, look at those four candidates. That's four walls. Okay, which way is it going to go? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. This is the first time in a long time I've been scared. That's right. You heard it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Professor Porterfield, big, bad root man, big, bad conjure doctor. He's scared. I'm scared. I'm scared for my grandchildren. I'm scared for my children. I'm scared for my wife. I'm scared for my mother. I'm scared for my brothers, my sisters. I'm scared for those people who are not of my genetic line, who are also my brothers and sisters. I'm scared for my friends. I'm scared for my colleagues. I'm scared for my teachers. And I'm scared for me. We have got to give each other shelter. But what has it got to do with hoodoo? It's got every goddamn thing to do with hoodoo. It's got everything to do with hoodoo. Hoodoo didn't come into existence in this country, and that's where it came into existence. Sorry you don't like that. That's truth. It did not come into existence in this country just to make a buck, just to address love work, just to read cards for people who want to know if the boy down the street or the girl next door or the person at work is going to go out on a date with them. That's part of it. That's part of it, but that ain't what it's just for. You may like gumbo. You may think gumbo's fancy, and it kind of is nowadays. You can go to New Orleans and go to the commander's palace. Go to Antoine's and get you a bowl of gumbo, a bowl of $20 gumbo. I mean, fancy gumbo. But I got news for you. Gumbo is goddamn poor folks' food. It's peasant food. It's a bunch of goddamn shit thrown together in a fucking pot. Because if you throw a bunch of shit together in a pot, then you got something to eat. That's the reason there's so many variations. Sometimes it's chicken. Sometimes it's pork. Sometimes it's beef. Sometimes it's seafood. Sometimes it's a little bit of all of them. Because that's what the hell you had, and you had to make something nourishing. That's the reason it's got rice in it for your belly, because rice is absorbent. That's the reason it's made with a roux base to give it flavor. That's the reason you put a little splash of wine in there if you got it. Give it a little, give it a little, give it a little something else. That's the reason it's got gumbo in it. Gumbo ain't, you know, uh, not gumbo, excuse me, okra. You think okra's fancy? You think okra's fancy? No. It's not. It's common. And hoodoo is the same goddamn thing. It's pot that everything got thrown in together so it could work. Because sometimes you got this, and sometimes you got that. Sometimes all you have is a nickel. Sometimes all you have is a silver dime. Sometimes you had to go into the woods and dig your own roots. And yes, 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 of course, its fingers stretch back into the soil of Africa. But its fingers also stretch into the soil of America and all the Native Americans, and its fingers stretch back into European folk magic and stretch into Jewish folk magic, all in one pot. All in one pot. 
see hoodoo is giving shelter to itself. That's what it's doing. It's giving shelter to itself. And we got to start giving shelter to each other. Because again, as I started this, I'm going to go out with this. Just like dear old Benjamin Franklin, crazy pot-smoking nudist that he was, said, Gentlemen and ladies, if we do not hang together, surely, surely we shall hang separately. That's what I had to say. And I hope that all of us together can help each other find some shelter from the storm. In another lifetime, one of toil and blood, when blackness was a virtue, when the road was full of mud. I come in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. If I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel-eyed death and men who are fighting to be warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm. Not a word was spoke between us, there was no risk involved. Nothing up to that point had even been resolved. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail, poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail. Hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Suddenly, I turned around, and she was standing there With silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her hair She walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm The bonds are broken, but they can be retied. By one more journey to the woods, the whole where spirits hide. It's a never-ending battle for a peace that's always torn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. While the deputy walks on hot nails and the preacher rides a mount, 
But nothing really matters much if the doom alone that counts. And the one-eyed undertaker, he blows a futile horn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. I've heard newborn babies crying like a moaning dove An old man with broken teeth stranded without love Do I understand your question, man? Is it hopeless and forlorn? Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm Now there's a wall between us, something there's been lost. I took too much for granted, I got my signals crossed. Yeah, just to think it all began on a non-eventful morn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. In a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. I bargained for salvation and she give me a lethal dose. I offered up my innocence but got repaid with scorn. Come in, she said, I give ya shelter from the storm. I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks on a razor's edge, someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to when God and her were born. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. dedicated to Ronald Harlan Swain. I miss you, Dad. Well, the queen of the cookies. Oh, yes. The queen of the cookies has entered the chat room, and she got the second name it and claim it tonight. Look out, kitties. Better get your game up. The champ is here. The champ is here. That was, in fact, Bob Dylan with Shelter from the Storm. And the cookie on that name it enclavement goes to our own Catherine Ironwood. And you know that Bob, just like all of us here at the LMC Radio Network, is just trying to send out a signal. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! 
the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network, in the vanguard! The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Kanjaman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner, starring Candela Cambisa, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour, hosted by John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground with Kyra Mon, Wednesdays 5 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Towelhead, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network for that update of our shows here each and every week. I want to take a brief little quick moment and tell you all, first of all, I want to apologize uh, to all our loyal listeners for last week, for uh, whoever, for, well, Mr. Jean von Belmond. Uh, We had a meeting this week about just bringing people in here who happen to be friends of Johnny's cousins. And I am very proud to tell you that uh, that issue has been dealt with. And once again, here on behalf of our sponsors, the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, the one, the only, from the OKTVT Monster Chiller Horror Theater, your friend and mine, Count Goulash. It is I, Count Goulash, back again to talk to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. That's right, children. The Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Did you know that Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit? They carry a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incense, powders, candles, herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits for those who cast magic spells, love spells, money spells, and protection spells in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company at 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Why not come and visit it, particularly during the Hoodoo Heritage Festival? You can even bring your adorable, lovely, innocent little children with you to see the trains, the beautiful and magical trains that have now opened up secret crystal caverns, unleashing who knows what. And then, afterwards, you can walk right over to the world's smallest church, 
at the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church for a few moments of quiet meditation and prayer. And then walk into the Lacamo Joe Curio Company and browse through the aisles looking at thousands upon thousands of items from all around the world. Where? At 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Do not feel a sense of dread or foreboding as my presence draws nearer. Because if you cannot get there, you can get to them online at www.luckymojo.com. That's right. And in the privacy and secrecy of your own home, look through page after page of their beautiful, fantastic, and magical items and order them to be sent in discretion to your own door. Where? At www.luckymojo.com and 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Tell them that you are there under the hypnotic influence of the voice of Count Goulash. <laughs> He's back, folks. I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, wow. That's... It takes your breath away. Uh, probably because he's using up all the oxygen in the room. But I'm so happy to have Count Goulash back. Uh, that's, that is such a relief from... Uh, <laughs> from Jean von Belmont. That was... Whoo! So... Thank you, Count Goulash. Up next, the second installation of our new segment that we like to call... Divination and You. That's right, Divination and You. This week, we're going to continue on down the path of reading cards with the Tarot. So you can just stay here... And hear it yourself. You don't need to get up and go out and go see some some somebody to read for you. You don't need to go, you know, jump up in the middle of the show and go off to the smoky, incense-filled room of some dark lady.
probably get your cookie delivered in person. I at least I think that was share. I mean that's what the, that's what it says. It it says it was share, but now we're not so sure. That might be Miss Loretta's brother. That might be Miss Loretta's brother's bubbles bubbles latour. I'm pretty sure it was actually share. But he has records. So that might be Bubbles Latour. You never know. Tonight on Divination and You, we're going to uh, – it's just not as good without the thunder and the lightning, man. I, I love that. I love that opening clip. We spent thousands of dollars on it. Okay, we spent thousands of cents on it. Okay, we spent thousands of seconds on it. We're going to continue talking about card reading as we started out last week, <clears throat> and tonight we're going to be talking about tarot cards. Now, tarot cards – have become, well, pretty much ubiquitous uh, here in the United States, uh, particularly in the realm of divination. And we also see the artwork from primarily uh, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck in all sorts of places. You see it on web pages, T-shirts, products, everywhere. Uh, but the thing you need to know is that Tarot descends from 
a trick card, a trick-taking card game that was invented in the mid-15th century in Italy, known as Tarachi. And it is known as Tarak in Austria and Germany and Tarot in France. There are 78 cards in the deck, arranged in four suits, plus an extra non-suited trump group. Uh, there are 40 numbered pip cards, 16 court cards, and 22 trump cards. Now, people have a lot of very strong opinions and feelings about you will find people, and I have this happen to me on a regular basis, who do not wish to have divination done for them by Tarot for whatever reason, and they're quite adamant about it. And then you have those people who are on the other side. They only wish to have divination done for them using Tarot. And this also stretches into readers themselves. You have readers who would never, ever think of using the tarot, and you have readers who would never, ever think of using anything but the tarot, and in particular, whichever version of the tarot, because there are many different versions, meaning very many different artistic interpretations of the tarot, and people very much cling to the one that they they like and uh, so we have this this pretty big schism on the tarot and it's very deeply heartfelt i would have to say my personal experience is that the issue of the tarot is perhaps more heartfelt generally meaning by a larger audience than any other form of commonly known uh, divination in the united states this may be different in the rest of the world. I can't speak for the rest of the world. And again, I'm only speaking from my personal experience. The original trick-taking card game that we have spoken of was turned towards uh, magical divination and occult purposes in the later part of the 18th century. And at this point in time, we have a large number of various writers and artists who begin to discuss the tarot. They publish books on the tarot, and they bring in a whole lot of different kinds of interpretations and theories that these cards in actuality came out of uh, the pyramids of Egypt, that's the book of Thoth, that it's this, that it's that, that it's here, that it's there. But with the interest in tarot, in occultism, Having been started, it began to slack off a little, but it came back very strongly in the latter part of the 20th century. And probably one of the, if not the most popular decks is the Rider Waite Smith Tarot deck. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, some of it is its art and its artistry, its simplicity, its depth of imagery. Uh, the skill of its production. But there's also another reason, and that's a lesser-known reason, and that is because in the 1960s, in America, this deck entered into the public domain. 
So anyone could use it. Anyone could publish it. Anyone could use it in art and media. And this really brought these images into the common imagination uh, during the period of the flower children, uh, the hippie movement, etc. as well. Now, to come up to date where we are now, well, we're at the point where there are numerous, absolutely just a, a plethora of different kinds of tarot decks. Uh, many of them are theme-based, and uh, or they have to do with certain things. They may even promote products or movies or a particular set of imagery or a particular niche culture, etc. And you can pretty much find... Uh, as any kind of tarot deck that you would ever want to find out there, uh, including a Hello Kitty tarot deck, if you so wish. And some of those decks are quite beautiful. Some of them, again, have great artistry, subtlety of image, and a profound mm, impact upon the psyche. But now let's discuss quickly between what we talked about last week with playing cards and with Tarot. It would seem on the surface that they would be greatly related since they are in fact descended themselves from playing cards. Don't get that switched around. Playing cards came first and Tarot came out of playing cards. But actually the means and methods by which they are read are a lot more formalized because of the various writers of the occult and mysticism from the latter part of the 18th century on into the current era. And so what we see is that there have been a certain number of codified styles of reading, primarily in layout. The simplest layout relates again back to playing cards, and that would be a three-card spread. But we also have various forms. We have uh, what's known as the Celtic Cross. There are systems that involve 12 cards down in four segments of three. There is a wheel, which again you see in playing cards as well. But these are a lot more, as I said before, codified. They're a lot more understood. Playing cards have become somewhat mysterious again. Most people don't know how to read them unless they are culturally exposed to them. But very few people are not familiar, or unfamiliar, I should say, with the standard Celtic cross layout in Tarot. And that's because it is used extensively in media, television shows, movies, uh, literature, etc., uh, often as a kind of a MacGuffin or a spooky addition to it uh, as well. And so because of this, Tarot has become better understood and has a much wider audience. And you will, if you go out into the world seeking to, uh, you know, find some divination – you're probably what you're going to encounter first in terms of divination is either one of two things, palm reading, which we'll get to in a later show, or tarot card reading. So tarot cards 
have a vast influence not only in the world of magic and the occult as a divinatory tool and as the uh, various imagery that are they laden to and has bled over into other interpretations, again, primarily because of the depth of imagery in the Rider Waite Smith deck, which combines alchemical and astrological imagery as well as the more traditional settings of those cards. So it has become a mainstay and a powerhouse. Obviously, we could take up the entire show going through the entire deck, talking about the difference between wands, swords, pentacles, cups, the, quote, journey of the fool, etc. But I leave that to you. That's your lesson this week, is to go out and study up a little bit more about the tarot. Just like last week it was playing cards, this week I would like you to look a little deeper into the tarot and see what you can find that's beyond just a cultural image or a vague sort of understanding. Some people even think tarot cards are evil. Again, because of something that's influenced them from a religious background, their church, minister, pastor, priest, etc., or because they've seen it used that way, a horror movie. So spend a little time this week researching the Tarot, and I think you will find it a fascinating, very in-depth, and very complex pathway to divination that can bring a lot of insight to you. Our information for the Divination and You section comes not only from our own knowledge, but from the very fine people at readersandrootworkers.org. And we thank them for its use and inclusion in the show each and every week and highly suggest that if you are in need of a reader or a root worker, you go and take a few moments by by looking at readersandrootworkers.org. Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen and we're going to be talking about roux. Yes, good old-fashioned protective roux. Boy, I'll tell you, with the storms that we've had around here this week, we could have used some protection. You know, maybe if we're lucky, these March winds, well, they may just blow all our blues away. Back door someday, sun's gonna shine in my 
gonna shine in my back door someday. March wind's gonna blow my blues all away. Tonight goes out to Troll Towelhead and Catherine Ironwood. That was, in fact, the original Carter family with March Winds Gonna Blow My Blues All Away. And that leads us into tonight's In the Kitchen segment. Tonight we're going to be talking about Rue. Now, Rue, which is a very well-known herb in hoodoo. And I would have to say, when you encounter someone who is working hoodoo and working conjure, um, you probably want to kind of see if they ever use rue, uh, because it is one of the more traditional uh, plant allies herbs to be used. And again, I don't want to try to get into some sort of, you know, uh, orthodoxy versus whatever here. I'm just saying it's it's a it's a good old time one. Rue is uh used for both uh, protection and cleaning, but it can also be used uh for help in health and love. And I want to talk to you about a few ways you can use rue. Let me also say that strangely enough, uh we have talked here on the show, and we have also talked uh, in other places, such as uh, on the Lucky Mojo Hudurutrik Hour, about the importance of smell and how smell elicits a variety of different responses from people. And so I must tell you that, in fact, I do not enjoy the smell of rue. I, I just I don't care for it. Not not a fan, not a fan at all. It just has a some sort of negative response to me. Maybe it's driving me away to protect people from me. I, I don't know. And also, I would point out for those of you who will hear this show uh, in the future, in the archives, and don't have the benefit of being in the chat room with us, that we are talking about R-U-E, Rue, not 
R-O-U-X, Rue. Don't, don't get confused because we did talk about gumbo earlier. Rue can be used to help reverse a jinx. And to do this, you would light uh, a white cross candles dressed with uncrossing oil and burn rue, agrimony, and venison on charcoal for three nights to send the jinx back. And you would just keep the candles and the herb mixture burning. Again, three nights you're going to do that. To send a jinx back to someone who has put a jinx on you, you would burn the same herbs, but you would light a double-action white and black candle dressed with reversing oil. You can use it as a cleaning or cleansing incense. To do this, you would mix rue with sandalwood, frankincense, hyssop, and camphor. And we've talked about a few of those here on the show before. And burn it on charcoal, both to cleanse the home and uh, to also uh, smoke or, uh, as, as the kids say these days, smudge, even though I'm not real happy with that. Uh, any person who wants to be purified or cleansed, you would ha have them go into the smoke. Rue can be used to clear up health matters. Rue, carried with comfy root, is alleged to improve both health and safety. Now, I said also at the top of this that rue can be used for love. How? Well, rue clears away love jinxes and work that has been done to impede or stop love, and it also gives insight and wisdom to help you see the truth about the one you love. To do this, it would be burned with lavender and sandalwood, uh, and that is to use it as a love uncrossing incense. So here we see Rue. It's very, very, very popular, very old-time, very good herb. Again, it has a particular kind of smell to it. And you're either going to, my experience has been, you're either going to enjoy that smell or you're not. I haven't met a lot of people who have a kind of, you know, real neutral, like, eh, take it or leave it uh, sort of smell. And this, as always, brings up this importance of the senses and particularly the sense of smell when we discuss hoodoo and conjure. We've talked about this quite a bit before. We've talked about it with the Asiatic grasses. We've talked about it with pine. This connection to scent, and thus to some extent a connection to memory, because scent is the sense most closely associated to memory, is a powerful component in the work that we do whether it be for cleaning, protection, for driving away. You know, nothing smells quite as bad as uh, devil's dung, asphatea. Um, surprisingly, those who are not involved in hoodoo, when they smell devil's dung, they think if they're from the south and they are fishermen, they think, oh, it's catfish Charlie. Uh, but scent is very important in hoodoo. We have work where we even are attempting to disguise scent when we're laying down a sneaky trick. 
Vincent tells us images and information about safety, about purity, about danger. You know, if you walked into your house and smelled gasoline, you'd, you'd, whoa, what's up? That's not, my house isn't supposed to smell like gasoline. Scent is terribly important. And we see scent crossing over, not so much crossing over, but being a component of a lot of hoodoo. We see it in the oils. Certainly we see it in sachet powders because, well, they're, they're sachet powders. They're meant to be smelled. We see it in incense. Obviously, again, incense is meant to make a scent. So this is uh, the week I want you to start considering how scent plays a role in hoodoo across the board, positive, quote-unquote, positive smells, quote-unquote, negative smells, and how those smells are interpreted by different people. And also, I would like you to take this week to take a look at rue, which is easily grown in your own home. Rue is not some sort of super rare, you know, oh, you got to have a heat lamp, and it's, you know, the soil acidity, and, uh, you know, if uh, you got to have a a particular kind of snake has to be, have to move through the soil because it leaves beside snake scales. No, it's just root. You can grow it anywhere for the most part with a little tender loving care. Our information for the in the sec- kitchen section comes to us each and every weekend in some part from our own knowledge, but also importantly from Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic, a Materia Magica of African-American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood. And I would like to take a moment to say that this is perhaps one of the finest books written on the subject, if not the finest book written on the subject. And I encourage you all to purchase this book for yourself so that you can own it. It is filled with a wealth of knowledge from our own Miss Catherine Ironwood, extensively researched primarily through her own life. And you're not going to get anything better than that. And we thank her deeply for its inclusion in the show. Well, that's it. I would love to hang around and talk about everything and anything, but I got to go. I got to go out. Uh, Johnny and I are going to go get pizza. And God help me, I sure hope it doesn't have tuna fish on it. So I guess that's it. I guess this is the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, It is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. And go to Texarkana And don't back to Fort Worth Come on down to Dallas to call the kitty Coming through the territory in Kansas City And Kansas City, St. Louis And St. Louis, Chicago I'm on my way But I'm doing well
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.